welcome to the Career by Design podcast. I'm your host, Prayer. On this podcast, I'll teach you how to design the career of your dreams while feeling empowered. So if you're a mid-level professional who wants to know how to amp up their career, this is the podcast for you. I'll be sharing inspirations, mindset shifts, and strategies that will help you get results. See you inside. Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of the Career by Design podcast. Today's topic is all about confidence. I'll be talking about how it can affect your level of success, the different stages of confidence, and how to be more confident. So from Oxford Languages Dictionary, the definition of confidence is the feeling or belief that one can rely on someone or something. Firm trust. And then self-confidence is a feeling of self-assurance arising from one's appreciation of one's own abilities or qualities. Why does confidence matter? I believe that confidence forms the foundation for everything we do, including our careers. Having self-confidence, being self-aware is so important because before you go out into the world and you want people to be confident in you and employers being confident in you, you have to be confident in yourself. And going back to this definition, it's all about building that trust and assurance of your own self. In my experience, there's three levels of confidence and self-confidence. And before we even get to talking about the three levels, there is a baseline that we have to achieve. And I'm including things like food, water, and sleep. Because having all of those things met, even though it can sound very basic, can really affect our self-confidence. Some days we actually just haven't slept enough, we're tired, we're depleted, and we haven't eaten or we haven't taken a walk outside and it's so difficult to be confident and even have trust in ourselves if we don't have that baseline piece. I always ask or I always tell my coaching clients that in order to be confident it's so important to check that you've got those baseline things met. Really check have you eaten today? Have you slept enough? And I know this all too well because I can tell you that during the pandemic It becomes so tempting since we're not traveling anywhere. And so many days I know that I was sitting down at my laptop starting to work and I hadn't eaten breakfast or I might have not taken a shower. And it's a very kind of slippery slope to be on and it's tempting to do that. But let's take a step back from that and make sure that all of those things are taken care of. And then let's talk about those three stages of self-confidence. So number one is how you show up in the world and how you look. And I'm sure all of you are so familiar with this because it's that feeling of putting on something that you know you look good in and it automatically changes the way that you look and you show up and you appear in the world. And we just feel so good about it. And this could be maybe a power suit that you own. Maybe it is that gorgeous dress Maybe it is the makeup that you have and it absolutely just changes the energy and the outcome of everything that you're doing. And I think that's why, especially when there's in-person interviews or in-person conversations that are happening, something like a suit really can make a difference. 
but I only consider that to be one kind of level of confidence. The next level is how you project into the world and how you speak. So that looks like any conversation that you have, whether it be an interview, whether it be something that's happening at work and a conversation that you have, and how you feel about it. So are you really feeling good about everything that happened in the last meeting? Do you feel like you presented all of your points? If it was an interview, are you feeling like you've answered the questions well and that you were clean and crisp and you didn't have to think about it at all? So I think that's the second layer of confidence. One is about looks. This is more about how you show up in the world and how you're speaking. And really ask yourself maybe what stage of confidence you're in. And I think this varies for us by situation as well because you might be feeling really confident in stages one and two when it comes to your circle of friends or gatherings, but maybe at work you're just not feeling as confident about the way that you're speaking and projecting. The third area of confidence is having that deep and ultimate trust in yourself that you're never second-guessing yourself. You are always honoring your instinct, you're always knowing what to do, and you're feeling so clear and so good about all of the actions that you are choosing. And this also looks like being able to gain the trust of other people because you're so confident in yourself. And I feel like that's the ultimate stage of confidence that even when you've actually made a mistake, it's not a big deal. You're moving on quickly and you're acknowledging it and saying, hey, I've made a mistake and you're not beating yourself up. Now, the main question is, why does it happen that we feel a lack of confidence sometimes? What can bring that on? There's many things, but I think the main thing is that since a young age, when we're in school or when we are in the workplace, we're always taught to get feedback from others, from those in authority, from our peers. And so we are so used to looking to others to get a confirmation on whether what we're doing is okay, whether it's good or bad. We're used to getting things like grades, which really tell us where we are. And so it's so much less about having the trust in ourselves to see if we're doing the right thing and we are really placing trust in other people. So as it happens, I think it becomes more and more difficult to understand, you know, if we're on the right path without having that external feedback. But the good news is if we want to develop our self-confidence, if we want to develop this self-trust, it's a skill just like anything else and it takes observation consistency and practice, but you can develop it and strengthen it over time. And I'm going to talk about three ways and three steps that you can develop your own self-confidence. So number one is really having clarity on who you are and what your strengths are. Know what you're good at, know what your blind spots are, and be really firm and clear in that. And if you've got a really clear picture, no one else should be able to take that away from you, even if they do give you feedback that doesn't correspond with that or strengthen it. The second area is about building trust with yourself and literally doing trust building exercises with yourself. And the example that I really like to use here 
is treating yourself like you would treat your best friend or a cherished loved one. And that way you really develop a trust with yourself. So once you have a deep trust, and only when you have this deep trust, can other people trust you as well. And how do you do this, right? How do you develop the skill and talent of self-confidence? And how do you develop a deep trust? So speak to yourself like you speak to your best friend. How do you interact with anybody who's in your friend's circle? And how have you built trust and a good relationship with them? What are the ingredients and what are the things that go into upholding that relationship? One area of a friendship or building trust or a relationship is keeping promises. So if you've promised your best friend that you're going to go do an activity, let's say you've promised them that this Saturday night we're going to go out and get dinner and go to the movies, what happens if suddenly when Saturday night comes around, you just don't show up? You don't communicate with your best friend, you don't say anything, you just don't show up. How would that affect your friendship, right? And not only do you not show up, but the next day or a couple of days later, you act like everything's normal. You don't even acknowledge that anything happened. It would obviously be pretty strange. And I think eventually over time, if that happened over and over again, it's going to erode and degrade your friendship, because that person wouldn't have trust in you. And the same is true for yourself. So we don't even realize it because it feels like our commitments to ourselves and promises to ourselves aren't even real promises, right? It feels like it's okay. We haven't firmed up this commitment. I haven't told anybody anything. But really, when you make commitments to yourself, even if you say something like, hey, I'm going to wake up tomorrow, go to the gym at 7 a.m., and the next morning you just don't do it, your body, your mind feels like that best friend, right? Where a commitment was made and then that commitment was broken. And it's not a very good feeling, right? You feel like you have been put last. You feel like you're not a priority. And so again, you're kind of degrading that friendship with yourself. Now, a very easy way to turn it around is... Imagine that you have wronged your best friend and broken a commitment. What are all the things you would do to make it up to your best friend and turn that relationship around? And I want you to think of yourself that same way. So think of yourself as a best friend where you're going to turn this relationship around and that will really help build trust because when we have trust in ourselves for very small things or seemingly small things, It makes it so much easier when a more difficult problem comes along. And so if we're trying to decide between two job opportunities or what career path to choose, we've been practicing and flexing that muscle of trusting ourselves, saying yes to ourselves, prioritizing ourselves. And so it becomes so much easier to make decisions and build that trust. So the last area is honoring your commitments for everyone that's in your life. And making sure that when you make a commitment, you are crystal clear that you're going to follow through with it. And also part of this is saying no. Learning that when something really doesn't feel good or feel right, or if you know that you're making a commitment that you can't actually uphold, that you actually say no in the moment. Or if your situation changes, that you quickly communicate that you're no longer able to commit to that commitment. 
This is so important because of course it helps you build trust in all of your relationships. But again, it helps you in something that is keeping your word. When you learn to keep your word, you again build that trust with yourself because you know, hey, if I commit to something, I'm actually going through with it. I know that when I say yes, it's actually a yes. I know that I say no when I mean to say no. And having this kind of crystal clear clarity will really enhance your self-trust. And this will show up in every single area of your life. Because as I was saying in the beginning, confidence is an integral part of every piece of your life, including your career. So the last piece that I'm going to leave you with is, you know, if you want to feel confident in an interview and you want to be confident in your qualifications, make sure that every other aspect of your life is a place that you're showing up with trust and assurance for yourself. And as a reminder, if something comes up and you have changed a commitment, always just observe that and really have some compassion for yourself, right? And then the next time that you're in that same situation, make sure that you're handling it in a different way so that you are getting the result that you actually want in your life. Well, thank you again. I really hope that you enjoyed this episode and that you're able to take something with it. I'll talk to you soon, and I'm wishing you lots and lots of success coming up. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Career by Design podcast. I hope that the strategies that I share today will help you on your journey to having the most amazing career. Tune in next week for another episode. And if you want more tips, follow me on social media and Instagram.